0: Welcome to episode 64 of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. I willed something into existence on yesterday's episode that happened to me not 30 minutes ago.
1: Really? What was it?
0: I went to the grocery store and was looking for yeast. And Um. I knew that it would be in with the baking stuff, you know, where the sugar is and the chocolate chips and the flour and all that. Like, it makes sense it would be in that section. And I stood there and stared at that section for like 10 minutes and I couldn't find it. So I thought about going to find other sections where it might be, but I didn't. I went and asked an employee and they said, nope, it's in that section. And he couldn't find it either.
1: It was super high up, right? Yeah. They I, always do that. I don't uh, know. I bought it a couple times, like not even, I don't know what grocery store you were at, but um, I think I bought it at like Kroger and it was like at the top of like the very top and, and a little tiny thing.
0: And it's a little tiny thing between like yeah. all the other stuff.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like a packet situation they have going on. So it's like, you, you have to. Yeah, you know, it's like in a little tiny box and there's a little tiny back.
0: You got it. I don't know why, but the man doesn't want the the people making bread. Somebody is keeping the bread makers down. <laughs> you have nothing to say to that.
1: I thought we were about to like roll our. Oh, no. Up.
0: The second thing I was going to say is on today's episode, uh, we have Andy Grammer. He's gonna close out. He's gonna close out the episode, and you'll hear our conversation with him yesterday, which is actually Callie's very first celebrity interview.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we have Andy Grammer, but we also have the other pitch that you could have made was Callie Dollar's first interview ever.
0: Oh, sorry, I had my celebrities prioritized mm-hmm. wrong.
1: Thanks.
2: living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff.
1: All right, it's getting down to the time where Jeff Dollar is going to be telling us the same thing for, oh, about the next month or so, because it is no, it's right in front I of can't you, it it's but it's right. not on the show schedule. You have to put it on the show schedule it every day, the same way you put like our intro and the date and the episode and whatever, like it needs to be on there. Cause I'm not looking at that. I'm looking to see what's coming up next. And that's not fair,
0: but I don't write down like what we talk about before.
1: I know, but it needs to be like okay. like a like a, a half of one. We have like one through six. Yeah. it needs to be like point 0.5.
0: Point 0.5 is okay.
1: <laughs> if, uh, you, uh, if this is your first episode of the upside, welcome. If I can't
0: you, I can't wait till we have video so you can oh see her face when she gets the oh buzzer. My gosh,
1: I'm so frustrated. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
0: My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that it's acceptable to wear shoes without laces in public because it's my favorite thing to do is just slip on my converse and head out into the world.
1: My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for you, Jeff Dollar.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I woke
1: up to the cleanest house ever this morning, and it just made me so happy. It was so nice of you to clean last night.
0: I uh, Here's why I did it. I am trying to alleviate this this inexplicable time stress. Mm -hmm. And by the way, my therapy got postponed a couple days because my therapist is sick. Mm -hmm. So I don't have answers for it yet. But my time stress, like when I wake up in the morning, my eyes pop open. Then I immediately think of all the stuff that I have to do. But I like to work in like a tidy work environment. So like the first thing I do is kind of tidy up the house. Right. Well, I did that last night before I went to bed. Normally, what I would do is sit on the couch, watch some mindless TV, scroll mm-hmm. through Instagram, whatever. But this morning, or last night, I tidied up the whole house before I went to bed. And, when I wo- and then I answered a bunch of emails at like 1030 at night. Like, I don't know, just the weird societal restrictions that exist in the world. I never would have answered emails that late before. I was yeah. Be it's like, a weird time to work. But Whatever. I was alert. My mind was working. Yeah. I, I'm more, I th- despite what I've done for my job for 25 years, I'm more of a night owl. So I crushed all that stuff last night. And this morning, I woke up with like no stress. That's awesome. So I don't know if it's going to be a habit or whatever, but that's why the house is clean.
1: Good job. Thanks. All right. We are just, I, I need to warn you you upsiders about what's going to be happening from today for the next month is that Jeff Dollar's birthday is in one month from today, and he is going to be telling you about it every five seconds until then. So just FYI, um, it actually says on our show schedule, even though this is my topic that I'm introducing, mark your calendars.
0: Well, and here's the thing, and this is why we're going to celebrate it special this year as opposed to other years. Is it fair Would you agree that the past couple years, I have not been as birthday enthusiastic as I have been in the past?
1: You have not about anybody's birthday. Oh, really? (laughs) Including mine.
0: Uh, So I think I was just uh, so overwhelmed at work Mm -hmm. and so stressed out at work that truly all I wanted for my birthday was like, what did we do last year? Didn't we just... Did we go to the lake by ourselves? Yep. And that's what I wanted for my birthday.
1: You're like, I want to be alone. I mean, like with me, but you're like, I want us to be alone. Like no plans.
0: Right. So for whatever reason, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I don't feel as stressed this year. And um, I'm again excited about my birthday.
1: I am so grateful that... I feel like I have my husband back and as much as I like to make fun of Jeff for wanting to
0: celebrate his birthday,
1: like the past three, probably two, two, the last two years were really hard, but the past three years were like, as soon as you jumped over into doing your show, like we just didn't celebrate anything. I mean, even after the first year, like you were, you were forgetting friends, birthdays, like Valentine's day, last minute, like you just were not yourself. And I remember calling a girlfriend, um, like probably like a year and a half ago and saying, I'm scared. I'm losing my husband. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like he is not himself at all. He doesn't go, he doesn't hang out with his friends anymore. He doesn't celebrate their bread. And you're so that person that like, likes to celebrate everyone else's joy and like all right. of this stuff. And I was like, I am so scared I'm losing him. And I remember crying about that a year and a half ago. So this to me is like almost a celebration of heck. Yeah, we are in a totally different spot now.
0: And I'll tell you, and I want to speak directly to anybody who is in a work situation that doesn't feel right and is considering moving on in any aspect, but is worried about the stress that comes with transition. Let me tell you the situation like that we're in is, and this is a conversation that Callie and I had one hour ago. I had to sit down. And if you know me, like this is a really tough conversation for me to have, or would have been Mm -hmm. a tough conversation for me to have. But I said to Callie an hour ago, I'm like, okay, we're getting to the bottom of my bank account. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And there's no, like there's nothing coming into it right now. So there's, what are we going to do? Because here are the bills that we owe. Here's this, here's that. And then at this point, I'm out of money. And and the fact that we had that conversation and I feel less stress than when I had regular money coming in. Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about having a baby. The holidays are coming up. Yeah, We want to do something to celebrate our anniversary. We want to do something to celebrate uh, my birthday next month. But we want, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? So we have expenses and Christmas and all of that. And it just feels right. Even though transition is stressful, if it feels right, that negates the stress.
1: And it's so, and financial stress is so crazy. And I think one of the things that we both feared when you were working in your stressful environment is, oh my gosh, what would we do if you lost your job? Because at the time, like when you started the show, you were making a significant amount more than I was. And I think our fear was always like, how is this going to work out for us? Like, we'll have to make all these things like we'll have to work it out. It just kind of has worked itself out. And now like, yeah, we have some things to figure out. We'll have to move some money around. We have to, but it doesn't feel like it's in a negative way. Like it feels like, okay, so we're not buying a house this year. Right. Like that was the plan. Like we've had this money earmarked. It's now turned into our rainy day fund, which is like right now. <laughs>
0: right. Like if like if we have twins, we will sell one of them. Like, <laughs> like we like that's gonna happen.
1: Uh so you know how
0: what about triplets? Then we could sell two.
1: Oh my god. Jeff.
0: That I, would help. No. Hmm. No,
1: just no. Um, so anyways, it's It's so-
0: What about this? As long as we're thinking about ways to make money, I saw that you had to take something off your Instagram because a creepy foot guy Mm -hmm. followed you. Do you think there's anybody out there who would buy pictures of my feet? Like, do you (laughs) think there's a level of creepy that I could just all day do, you know, foot selfies? You want a
1: foot model?
0: Yeah, but not for like real. My feet are too nasty for real, but there's gotta be some creepers out there who would totally be like, wow, look at that hairy big toe. (laughs)
1: okay, this is gross. I'm going to suggest that we move the topic, but I hope that, um, yeah, I I hope that, you know, if you're in a job situation right now, that is crazy. Um, our life is completely different and it is in a lot of ways should be more stressful, especially financially. And we're just like, well, we'll figure it out. It It, doesn't seem that bad.
0: It (laughs) is more stressful, but I feel more in control of the stress. That, that is a good point. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. And I, you know what? I want to expand it too. not only if you're in a job situation, but if you're in a marriage or relationship situation where you know that you should be out of it, mm-hmm. but the anxiety that comes with the transition out is holding you back, maybe it's time to sit down and just spend some time with that thought and, and yeah. make a transition if you have to, you know?
1: Yeah, transition. I feel like we always make it out to be way worse in our heads than it's actually going to yes. be. Yes. And just the anticipation of what could happen is so much scarier. And 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 that said, also, if you're in a violent situation, make sure that you're, you're being safe if you're leaving a situation like that. But um, if it's just something that's not right for you, spend time with that thought, figure out what you should do, and just know that there is life after you make the leap. And Even if you don't know what you're landing on,
0: you will land. And that being said, um, we want to say thank you to all of the our partners here at uh, the, the show, including Skillshare. And if you want to support us, just go to Skillshare.com slash upside and sign up for some of their great classes.
1: You actually are going to get two months free when you go to that web address. Um, and that's two months free to take any class that you want. So, if there's something on your to-do list and you're like, "Well, I I've, I've kind of always wanted to try that, but you don't even know where to start." This is free for 2 months, so dive head first into those classes and just, you know, see what you like. The other cool thing is is when you take the class, they kind of break it down by like time. So, you can do little chunks at a time, and if you don't have an hour to sit down and take a class, take the first two minutes, then take the next five. Like, it's broken down, so it's really pretty easy.
0: They send you an email. Once you sign up, you get an email once a week based on classes that you've watched that Mm -hmm. say, like, here's something else you might be interested in. It lists, like, three more classes. The one that I got this week says, finding planner peace, discovering what planner system works for you. I'm like... They know me.
1: They totally know you. So go to Skillshare.com slash upside for two months free and dive in and send us um, social media messages and screenshots and all of that, like when you're taking these. So we know what you like and we can you know, talk more in these ads about what you like and what your experiences
0: are. Um, we ha- have all week long been doing this power of silence uh, kind of breakdown because in the spirit of removing stress from your life. We realize that um, we have realized over the past couple of weeks that we've both encountered people that we have decided to meet with silence mm-hmm. rather than a response. And we put all of these people into different categories. So uh, two episodes ago, we did one. Yesterday, we did uh, the drama queen one. Today, we're going to address the gossip.
1: The gossip. So... There are people, and I'm thinking, okay, here's the best way to explain it. There are people that no matter what you say, and even if it's not negative, will take something you say and spin it into something so negative that it's almost hard to, like, talk around them. And I learned this lesson the hard way because I didn't know, you know, I'd never met anyone kind of like this before until I became an adult because I was just thinking, oh, adults have conversations and I'm an open book. So what do I care? And then I realized when I said, oh, yeah, well, Jeff would prefer, you know, whatever that was turned into. So I hear gossip about, oh, well, Jeff and Callie fight all the time. And like, that's not what I said. Like, what I said is Jeff doesn't like something that I like. And it was turned around and told to 15 people that well, we fought. I'm like, that's, not even, that's here, not even close to what I said.
0: Here's a perfect <laughs> example based on the first 10 minutes of this episode. Somebody could hear that and hear us talking about my birthday and then that becoming like how I feel better this year because the stress and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But well, we talked about the realities of our financial situation. A, a gossip, a negative gossip will take that and be like, you know, Callie and Jeff are going broke.
1: Right. Their podcast is failing and they're totally going broke. Right.
0: Because immediately after they did that, they went and they did a, um, they did a commercial for, for Skillshare. So they're desperate. Yeah. But, like, no, that's really not what happened. What happened was we talked about how I'm less stressed now than I was the past mm-hmm. couple of birthdays, even though there's a financial stress. Mm-hmm. I'm excited at where I am in life. Like, that's what I said, it's on tape but a gossip will manipulate that.
1: And Jeff has, it is funny. A lot of these have to do with my tomorrow is going to be super personal to me, but a lot of these are super personal to Jeff and Jeff has actually put some pretty major distance between him and, and people that he realized was doing this to him. Cause I think you realized, right? Like I can't win in conversations with this person. Cause well,
0: I just, the reason it's on the list is because I just encountered somebody a, a week or two ago who I hadn't seen in a, a million years and was in a conversation with them and then remember, remembered how much they like running to other people. Mm-hmm. And I know this because they tell the stories to me. Right. That I know aren't accurate. Right. So when they would say, hey, you know, how's that? So how's your um show going? I hear you got a podcast. Are you doing that show? Is that show going well? It was like, yep, it's going really well. Period. Done. Like you don't have to, you don't have to put wood on their fire.
1: I just had a light bulb moment that I do that with someone in my life that might need to go, but I do it in a way. So there's a person that I know does that to me, like comes to me with whatever and my way, cause I like to be liked and my way of like being liked is to get along with whoever I'm talking to. And I just had this light bulb moment that I talk negatively about myself every time I'm around that person. So
0: you engage. So, so this person enjoys you're giving that person what they enjoy, yes. which means you're inadvertently fueling yes. negative. Yep.
1: And I need to just be silent. I need to be like, instead of, you know, saying, oh, I, you know, right. liked your podcast the other day or liked your show the other day. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I was tired and like, I immediately started attacking myself. I need to just be like, oh, great. Thanks. Period. Done.
0: Yep. Uh, we, we are um, getting a lot of, messages about this silence thing mm-hmm. which i think is cool like i like because I, I feel i feel like we're helping people out with it um and this one i think is an easy answer you haven't heard it yet
2: i'm noticing the change in my life with daily gratitude however i have certain family members that i just can't eliminate from my life and so because it's family right So the power of silence really doesn't work on these people and it's not like a friend or an acquaintance that you can just get rid of in your life. So when it's family members that are like, you know, your in-laws and they are the self-preserver and they are the gossiper and they are all of these things wrapped into one, how do you get around that? I have just been working on the power of silence and just not speaking when around them because everything brings me down. But I just need more help. Any advice?
0: Thanks, I, guys. I think here's like, you. if you're aware of it, there's 90% of the problem. Like, you know that it's going to be a negative interaction. You just give them as little as possible to 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 They'll
1: get bored of you.
0: Right. You just give that, like, I like my analogy from earlier, the wood on the fire. Mm -hmm. You just give them as little fuel for their fire as you can. uh, Realizing that you got to, every now and again, you got to throw them something.
1: And here's the thing that, like, I don't buy into okay, we all have this thing in our head. Well, I would say a good majority of us of like what family should be and what, whatever. But the truth is we're not always treated like family by our fa- family members either. In that like picture perfect thing. So I feel like a lot of us and by a lot of us, I mean, me runs around trying to be family. Perfect. When I'm not Always met with that response, you know what I mean? Like I have had, you know, random family members say like nasty things to me over the years or whatever. Right.
0: Everybody wants to be the Seavers, or everybody the, or, or,
1: wants to act like, or,
0: or the Cosby, Cosby, or the who's the Family Ties one? Naka, Naka. Well, yeah, Cosby's mm. probably don't use that as an example Um, anymore. Like
1: the Family Matters family, or like
0: who's the Family Ties guy? Alex B. Keaton? Know. Oh, the Keatons.
1: There you go. <laughs> Um, so, uh, that said, like the logic, so I, I mean, it's just, it's not logical that if you're in a family situation, just because you happen to be blood related with someone doesn't mean you have to not have boundaries. And actually, I think it's super important to have boundaries with with your family members. You can either say one, that you're uncomfortable two roll with the power of silence and just don't say anything or three, realize that, You contributing to your family members' conversations, like, you don't have to do that. Like, I know in the picture-perfect Leave-It-To-Beaver way, like, you're supposed to interact and always love your family, but sometimes you can just choose to not participate in it.
0: Yeah, sometimes you can love them by simply tolerating them. Yes. Like, that's love right there in a lot of occasions. All right, let's lighten things up. Uh, Callie, I have, and you're going to be so happy about this, a new dramatic cookbook reading.
1: I'm actually excited about this one because or this idea now because I did not get what was it hot pink goodness last week. But I have been told that Jeff Dollar tonight is not only cooking me dinner, but he will be making the recipe that he's going to share.
0: Yeah, I think it's only fair if if I borrow this, these essays from cookbooks and websites and whatnot, that I give a fair review of the item that I'm Cooking that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. So tonight, uh, after dinner, I will make salted caramel pretzel blondies oh. from the smittenkitchen.com.
1: I'm so excited.
0: All right. Are you ready for the dramatic reading of the essay before the recipe from the smittenkitchen.com for salted caramel pretzel brownies, blondies? My son went to sleepaway camp two weeks ago for the first time and it was terrible. I don't mean for him. It was two very long weeks. I was shocked by the slack created when one person slips out of the rubber band that snugs you, sometimes crushingly together, and the sheer amount of angst I could pour into this void. Friends with kids in camp, went on vacations, went out every night, took up tennis, cleared out the backlog of stuff that never gets done. I did some of that stuff, but spent a tremendous amount of time counting the days, since he had probably last brushed his teeth, wondering if he'd even unwrapped the packing seal on the sunscreen, and reloading the parent portal again and again with the occasional camper photos. I did it so many times, the computer thinks it's my homepage. I slipped him a care package during a friend's visiting day, silly putty, a yo-yo, some new markers, ping pong paddles, a joke book, a whoopee cushion, you know, the essentials. And I decided to bake something too. Remember the parent trap? If their date is half as good as these cookies, we'll be sisters in no time. This was the energy I channeled as I folded a mosaic of salted butter caramels crushed pretzels, and oversized chocolate chips into my usual blondies.
1: It ends with silence.
0: Yeah, it was pretty powerful, huh?
1: Yeah, that was really powerful, but that, um, also I'm starving.
0: Okay. <laughs> but aren't you sad for the kid and the mom who's obviously heartbroken and her son who spent 14 whole days away?
1: Well, I'm more sad with that music. That was a pretty solid music choice. I did think that there was going to be like like sound effects. I,
0: you know what? I was gonna. I might. I think that might be the next evolution of this. But there wasn't a lot of sound effects available in this particular essay. Yeah. So I might have to. I'm. I. I. I got a week, but I'll do. I. I like that. So I really want to paint an audio picture. Yeah. <laughs> of these salted caramel pretzel blondies. There you go. And if you run across any uh, of these, please send them to me because uh, I'm always looking for them.
1: And thank you to, where the, would you get that from?
0: The, the smittenkitchen.com.
1: Smitten thank you for being a good sport while we um, have a little fun with your recipe. And thank you for all the time that you put into that. We were really excited to make your blondies.
0: Uh, Andy Grammer was in Atlanta uh, two nights ago. And Callie and I went down to the Bucket Theater and sat down with him and had a conversation that got real deep, real fast.
1: Okay. So we had 15 minutes. The reason, and I would like to just say, because in radio land, it's like you get offered interviews all the time and you're like, yeah, we'll take it. No, you won't. And a lot of it's based on radio politics, right? Like all of it's based on radio politics. Like, Hey, will you take this little interview? And then we promise we'll give you a big one or Hey, you're big, uh, our big artist is doing a show for you. So you have to take this little, like, it's well, just a it, lot of like,
0: there's that. And then there's, politics. A, and then there's the politics of, um, every radio station has to be offered exactly the same,
1: right? Like it's, it's just, a whole political world. Sorry to crush anybody's dreams. If you didn't know that already. And, and, but a lot of interviews are granted because, or done because you're going through the motions, not because you're super interested in, in what they're, what they're doing. Um, this is not that. And I'm really excited about that because I feel like, and it's funny because Jeff and I were going through like all the questions that people typically ask, and we didn't want to be typical. And if you don't know, Andy has a podcast called the good parts. And, um, his whole thing is like, Tell me your story, but like, tell me the good stuff. And he asks people on his podcast super deep questions, and they're famous people. Um, my favorite one so far has been the Imagine Dragons frontman uh, Dan Reynolds. Is it Reynolds' uh-huh. last name? He is a um, Mormon that doesn't believe in a in a big part of his faith. So he was talking to Andy, and Andy asked stuff like crazy questions that most people wouldn't just jump in and ask other people. So we wanted to do that. Um, and just jump in and see how deep we could get with him and, and get him to say something, you know, good vibey, inspirational, upsidey. I hate good vibey now because I just, bleh. but it, it, why do you
0: hate good Vibe?
1: Because when we, when all of this stuff with your old station was going down, the people that were being so nasty about us changed their profile, like one in particular to good hashtag good vibe tribe, I would assume to make fun of us. And I, that just totally oh, stole it from take me. Take
0: the power back
1: anyways. Um, so it's totally upsidey and, um, it was just cool. So we did that. And I, am pretty proud of it. I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Uh, d- did you have any nerves when it started? Cause I you really
1: did not Good. I'm glad. The only thing that was weird for me is like this seating arrangement. Like I was like sitting on two people's backpacks cause we were like in his dressing room and then I was sitting next to him. So I couldn't really look at him without being totally weird. So my body was like kind of, I was like looking straight ahead, but he was to my left. It was weird. Like the setup, like I felt weird.
0: Um, and then, uh, uh, two, two things that I thought were funny, um, and I got c- confirmation of this first one after the fact, mm-hmm. but when Callie and I got there, there were a couple other radio stations. Coincidentally, both radio stations that I used to work for in town were there with personalities from the station to interview him also, mm-hmm. but they quickly ushered Callie and I into a different room. Like, you can wait over here. Well, I found out after the fact from the the record rep. She's like, I just don't know who gets along with who. So I wanted to keep you all separated. Well, there we go. So I thought that was funny. I mean, I thought it was nice of her to do. I was like, I I said... I I get along with anyone. I mean there's a few people in the city that that my wife might stab, but
1: <laughs> that is not true. We shook hands with everyone. Like, uh-huh. "Hey, how are you doing?" And yeah, then they were fine. like, "Okay, Jeff and Callie, you go over here and we're going <laughs> to shut you in this room so you don't talk to anyone."
0: 100%, which I thought was funny. And then It was
1: considerate though. Like yes. that's a nice thing when someone's like, "Hey, this this person might not like right. and it's funny because it was like both your old stations. so like <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, high could- likelihood. If there was gonna be drama, there would be high likelihood of th- of the people they're not liking you. But everyone was super nice.
0: And um, so that was that. And then the other uh, thing is, Callie completely sabotaged my T-shirt delivery. I did not. You did. I
1: did not. We were we were running out of here. We were like a little bit late. I was like going over how this was gonna go in my head. I was like mentally prepping, and we get. Halfway there, and Jeff's like, "We didn't oh, get I halfway there.
0: To- we got five hundred yards down the road." And I go, "Oh, I forgot the t-shirt. Should I turn around?" Nope. And, and Callie said, "I'm not even sure they're where I think they are." You sabotage. <laughs> it. You I know.
1: Were- I I did not sabotage it, but I did not stop. I did not stop it from happening.
0: In retrospect, don't you think, based on our conversation with him, he would have really appreciated it? I don't know. Yeah, he he 100% would have. I
1: don't know. Jeff has a little bit of, not a little bit. Jeff still has like some radio in him. And it's so funny because when I say that, I mean, there are artists that are so talented at making you feel like you're the only person in the room and you leave and you're like, yeah, they're totally, totally into us. And it's funny because we left the interview yesterday and, or two days ago and Jeff was like, I think he was really into our show. And I'm like, he no, was. he's really good at interviews and are really good at making people he, feel good.
0: He ended it by saying, I can't wait to hear your show.
1: Yeah. And remember, do you remember what you said to me about Ryan Seacrest? Like probably a year ago, you said it, Watch. He is so good. At what he does, that he's going to come into the room, he's going to know everyone's names, and it's not because he sits around thinking about you all the time. It's because he tells this person, whoever it is, hey, like I want them to feel like, really good. Tell, remind me of their names before you go in, and they're like, "This is Jeff Dollar. He was on the Bird Show, and then he had now he has his own show." And Ryan's like, "Great, God!" It's so when he walks in, he's like, "Jeff, my man, what's up?" And you're like, "Oh my God, me and Ryan Seacrest are friends." No, you're not. No, you're not.
0: We used to be friends. <laughs> See? Like 15. See? 50. Us
1: the radio that is such a radio thought. Let me tell you from the artist's perspective, probably not. But I love you and I'm I'm glad that you believe that. And hopefully one day he will listen to the show. I think he's awesome. But yeah, it's just funny. Andy, <laughs> I
0: know you're listening to this right now. Will you please leave us a message? on uh, either Callie's Instagram or my Instagram. Just be like, hey, what's up? It's Andy Grammer. I really enjoyed your show. Will you please
1: tell my jaded music industry wife, ex-music industry wife, that
0: she's wrong? (laughs) Uh, All right. So here's our conversation with Andy Grammer, our new BFF. I feel like... Our podcast. The basis of our podcast is like gratitude, kindness, Love it. positivity, good energy, which is yours. It's my jam, right? And I feel like all of a sudden now that's trendy. Like I feel like everybody is hopping on board. Why do you think right now
4: it's the thing? I think that you always want to feel um, like you're making, like you're doing something different and right now the world is pretty dark and the idea of being like positive is almost on the edge <laughs>
3: right? isn't like that a, weird it's like a revolutionary like kind of take
4: of like, like man there's so little hope that if you bring hope then it uh it feels like rebellious in some way
0: like actually being encouraging and kind makes you an outlier yeah now yeah which makes it not which is cool and, and yeah. trendy it's coming yeah it's like a good time so uh uh yeah we've we've just had such a great response to people just feeling positive vibes from us and yeah, yeah. your music has done that for so long the podcast is doing it now yeah is that is that natural to you because we've talked b- before both of us are naturally negative people
4: are you yes yeah well, oh, we were pretty
1: hard at the positivity thing but it's worked like training your mind totally works yes
4: it does yeah
1: absolutely we do we practice gratitude every day and we write down one thing a day we're grateful for we've been doing it for like five or six years now and it has literally transformed it's just, our brain it's
4: just your whole thing okay so this is my thing right now i have a song called wish you pain and what i'm about to leave from from this to go to the meet and greet and I say hi to everybody, then we get in a circle, and a lot, of, you know, usually it's like 80 to 100 people. And I ask them to tell me their deepest pain and what has forced them to grow into in, in a way that they wouldn't want to give back. And I can't even tell you the, the amazing stories. I'm on like, this is like showed almost 20. So for the last 20 days, I've been in a different city hearing everyone tell me love it, the deepest ever the most messed up things and how it's shifted them. I've heard a woman who was shot three times in Las Vegas shooting Uh, she slurred through her words because her lip it was also kind of like deformed and she's saying like I almost lost my life so I appreciate every breath more than the average person. Uh, Someone's saying like we put our 10-day-old kid down for a nap, and he never woke up. Oh, wow. And so now oh the hospital gosh. calls us, because we went through terrible, terrible stuff, but now we're the ones that the hospital call, calls when that happens to somebody else, and we go in and console people. And it's like one of the most meaningful things we've ever done. I can just keep going. Well, it's is, the upside. It's outrageous! <laughs> well, they, I have the most faith in humanity! It's,
0: out, it's insanity! But I think the last thing that you said, the last part of that, is the deepest sargus pain that you would not give back. Yeah, That's the most important part of it yeah. because that's the name of our podcast our, our show is called the upside the upside because
4: totally no matter what you can find an upside yes
1: and it may not be right away but you can
4: no, get there yeah, you it, can get there it can take a minute and i always share mine which is that i lost my mom 10 years ago and it really gave me empathy for the rest of the world i'm like a white guy super privileged i was like good enough at sports to sail through high school didn't have a, any real difficulty growing up And then I got like at 25, my mom passed away and I was the quiet guy at the table for like two years. Mm -hmm. And I really needed that so badly because now I run around the world singing these hopeful songs, like don't give up on me, keep your head up. And if you don't know who you're actually singing to, if you don't have empathy, if you don't understand sadness and you sing those songs, you suck. You're so annoying.
5: Yes, absolutely. You are the worst.
4: So I look back and I'm like, man, I really wouldn't want to give up the empathy that I understand now about, about pain. I wouldn't want to give that up. I missed the hell out of my mom. And uh, it's, it's weird to even get into that conversation, but I wouldn't want to give it up.
1: He took my first question. did you notice that? Yeah, that already, was beautiful. That was answered. beautiful. <laughs> my my first question was what what is the is the biggest lesson of your life? Like what is the hardest lesson that you've you had to learn?
4: Yeah, probably that probably that uh, really teaching me pain to be more useful, hopefully, in what I do
1: and what is a major lesson that you're learning right now maybe not major but what's a lesson that you're learning right now
4: day to day right now is I love these shows and they're the best I've ever had and then also that as fulfilling can be how how you as the like boss the interactions you have with your touring group like really really that, that can be as fulfilling as these insane shows is like treating everybody with love and respect and, and getting deeper and deeper into the relationships with the people that you're with every single day.
1: Do you feel like leadership comes naturally to you? Or is that... Something I, think I have have
4: said that at 25 and I'm 30, <laughs>
0: Every, Everybody at yeah. 25 And so I'm 30. 35
4: now And I'm like wow I have so much to learn right. I'm like really trying to get better at it At 25 you're always right Everybody's wrong It's your it's way It's so good Yeah Yeah it's great Being naive is so good Yeah it, well yeah Like just you know yeah, 25 to 35 is a big thing. It's really fun to be 35, I'll say that.
0: What, your songs, you, t- you touch on how hopeful and encouraging and and, and, and uh, uplifting they are. Where do you, what music do you go
4: to when you need to be uplifted? Who's your go-to? Hmm... So my favorite music that I'm listening to right now is is the bath time music. I have a two year old. Okay. And we listen to this guy. Oh yeah,
0: I know you have a two year old because uh, my wife here, Callie, found your Instagram and she's
1: oh so my cute. God. So, to, I, so cute. I got a lot, of,
0: a lot of dancing toddler videos. She's quite
4: a bit. Yeah. <laughs> this afternoon. So right I, yeah, I've, I've recently been on a gospel kick, and then also this guy Louis Prima is like my jam right now. He's um he was the voice of the monkey in the jungle book I don't okay. remember that. that's awesome he like, does these old jazz standards with like such vibe and swag so that's what I've been listening to a lot of lately so what's your um, what do you want the
0: takeaway to be when anybody has an interaction with you whether it's the podcast whether it's a show whether it's meeting you out at totally. a restaurant saying hey what do you want the takeaway from
4: uh, an interaction with Andy Grammer to be I would hope that someone would see would be encouraged to be more themselves. Like right now, this show is the most just like unapologetically me, not trying to fit into any zone. Which uh, I, and what and in the show, I try to encourage people to do that as well. To just be like, what what we really want from you is we want you to bring your authentic self. And that sounds like a slogan, but that's fucking hard to do.
0: Yeah, just that takes tri- a lot of
4: courage to be like, this is what I feel like. This is who, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And I think that if you leave me feeling more encouraged to do that for yourself, then that would be a win.
1: And there's not a lot of authentic positivity. It's either like, it's really hard like to do. five million and oh my gosh, everything's perfect all the time. And this is what you have to do to complete yeah. your life. Or it's like so depressing. Like it's, it's hard to like find that balance of like you can be positive and cool and kind reason, and also struggle.
4: So for, as someone who's tried to do it for a really long time, I think the reason that it's so hard is because you are dealing in cheesy waters to start right like it a song like don't give up on me already sounds cheesy right? (laughs) i haven't heard any notes and i'm like uh, you keep that one (laughs) but when you attach it to the 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 intensity of the people that need that song so like a lot of people that are coming are sick or their mom died this year, or they have a child that's sick, or it, it, it goes to the heaviest, most intense part of their lives. You sing, don't give up on me to that person, that's just not, that's inherently not cheesy anymore. Right. When you add the context to it and the value that it brings. And when I sing it at the end of the night, acapella and the whole crowd screams it from the center of their being, Yeah, it's just not cheesy anymore. And you have right. to be willing to search in those areas uh, while you're songwriting, and that, that takes courage as well. And, and now that I've done it a couple times and seen the reactions, I, I'll start digging somewhere that I know is inherently cheesy and hope that I come out on the other side not cheesy. Come out authentically. Authentically not authentic, cheesy.
0: Start cheesy, come out authentically yes. not cheesy. Yes. All right, we got heavy, so we'll end it on a light note. Okay. Have any of your songs been kids bopped? Yeah. Do you enjoy them or is it misery? Misery.
4: Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I get it. Totally it's get not it. misery. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it. it's, it's wild, but I get it. It's I, get, I completely it. understand it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for
0: the time, man. Thank yeah. you. You
4: guys are great. Can't wait to listen to the rest of your shows. This is awesome.
0: Thank you for
2: listening to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside.
0: So, after listening back to it, don't you think he would have loved a shirt?
1: I think you're living in your little fantasy land, but I love you.
0: Mm. Did you enjoy the interview?
1: I loved it. Do you Um, think you did a good job? Yeah. I mean, I have notes for myself. Like, I definitely... What are
0: your notes? I saw you writing.
1: Oh, well, the notes. This is just uh, what I have in my paper is a point that I want to make about that interview. Um, What I could improve on, I said like a lot. Yep. Um, I talk really fast, not around you, but I guess when I'm like, feel rushed or because you know, you're sitting there the whole time and, and the rep is sitting there looking at you like, you know, yeah. whatever,
0: and you know, and you know that you're on the clock, right? And you, you know, don't you're want, on the clock. you don't want to get cut off. And, and
1: by like. the way, that was not an invitation for people to tell me what I did wrong. Please don't, I can't handle <laughs> it. I do not want to hear anyone else's feedback. I am perfectly self-critical. <laughs>
0: Tomorrow, we're going to play the interview back, and every time Kelly says like, we're going to ring a bell. No,
1: don't do that to me. Be nice. Don't do it to
0: you. Don't do it to the bell. (laughs)
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, what I wanted to say that I thought was really interesting that I think is super um, what we're about, too, and, and he spoke to me on this. He said... Basically, if you don't know pain, how can you get up there and sing the words? Like, if you don't know anything about what you're singing about, like not you're the expert or you're out of it, but if you can't, if you're unable to feel the pain, how can you how can you appreciate the lyrics? And, um, you know, he was talking about himself. And I think for us, that's what we try to do. And someone sent me this message on Instagram um, today that I thought was a good reminder. And and she really, it was nice of her that she captured what we're about. She said, I know today's episode, y'all kept saying it was dark and not upsidey, but you promised authenticity. And the truth of life is that not every day is sunshine. Sometimes we got to talk about the clouds in order to get through to the sunshine. And I think um, a lot of people come from when they're trying to encourage other people or give each other hope. They come from a place of, well, I've been through this and now I'm fine. And that's not what we want to do here. I don't think that's what Andy Grammar does. I it gets cool just to be like, yeah, I don't have it all figured out. Here's some of what I've learned and, and join me while I grow. Hey, so
3: I know that you said we were done calling in about what makes us anxious, but I did not hear this. And I have to believe there's somebody out there who's the same kind of crazy as me. so. I'm sharing, just to help that person. Um, Anyway, so something that gives me severe anxiety is public recycling. You know, when you approach an area, and there's all these different bins, and there's pictures above those bins, and it tells you what garbage goes in said bin. Um, I walk up to that, and I completely blank out. I, I can't make the right decision. I put my cardboard where plastic goes. I don't know what to do with my glass. I get very, very, very anxious. I sweat. I get chest pain. I feel like everyone's watching me and judging me. It's a hot mess. So typically what I do is I wait until there's no one around or I think there's no one around so that I can go throw my garbage away and try to be nice to the environment and not be judged for being careless
5: with my trash. So if this gets played and you're like me, you're welcome. Hi, Callie and Jeff. It's Lindsay from Pennsylvania. I'm calling with an unbelievable story. So I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which a lot of people call Amish country. And when I was 16 years old, I had just gotten my license. And I was going through some back, windy roads, going up a big hill, going way too fast because I was 16. And at the very top of the hill, I couldn't see it yet, but there was a horse and buggy. And I slammed on my brakes. And I did pretty good, but I still didn't slam hard enough to the point where I just slightly tapped the back of the buggy. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to deal with Amish folk at the time. So instead of pulling over and being a decent human being, I sped off around them and just kept going. And that is so unlike my character. That wasn't even me back when I was 16. So a lot of people find that pretty unbelievable that I would have tapped a horse and buggy and then not done anything
2: about it. This is Maggie from Atlanta, and I was listening to the podcast about stories that you tell that people don't believe you. And I have one that no one ever believes, and I still to this day cannot find video footage of it. But I was little, my aunt taught at my elementary school, and that's why everyone thinks that I got this, I guess, story because of her and there were these uh, entertainment people that came in and they picked two kids out of the entire elementary school that went to dance with usher for the lighting of the great tree so every time i hear an usher song i'm like oh i danced with him and they're like at a club um like excuse me you danced with usher and i was like yeah i danced with them with them at the lighting of the great tree of the great christmas tree in atlanta every year on thanksgiving And they're like, no, you didn't. I mean, no, you didn't. You're just making that up. You're probably a cute kid, but but you didn't do it. I have proof. Macy's gave us mittens because it was so cold that Thanksgiving, but I have proof of those mittens. I just, I have to find the video proof or still to this day, no one believes me. Have a great day, y'all. Thanks. Hey, this is Robin from Cumming, Georgia. And I just wanted to say, I am so thankful that y'all decided to take this leap. And do this journey of the upside. I've been listening to Jeff since he came onto the Atlanta scene of radio here, and you crack me up. I just got—I've been binging the show for the all day because I was out of town the last three days, and I've enjoyed the dramatic reading of the hot pink goodness anti-inflammatory hummus. You are hysterical, and Callie, you're just adorable. So I'm so glad y'all did this. I feel like my attitude has changed for the better since I've been listening to you. Thanks so much for what y'all do. Bye.
5: I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye.